Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. Well, it's that time again, we're talking about another Transformers film. Way Transformers 4, Age of Extinction. So this came out three years after Transformers 3 and just one year after Pain and Gain. And it, it, <laughs> how do I describe it? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm going to get ripped to shreds if I say that I like this film. But I don't dislike it. I I think it's good. I think it might be my favourite since the first one, in all honesty. I think it's a mess, and I think it's too long. And it has many issues throughout, do not get me wrong. But I think, I think it's really enjoyable. And it's just such a massive scale of crazy nonsense. It kind of works. And I feel like from a Transformers point of view, it's a step in exactly the right direction coming off the back of Transformers 3, where it wrapped up Sam Witwicky's trilogy. And now it's focusing on a new set of characters. So Cade Yeager, played by Mark Wahlberg, and his daughter and her boyfriend and his friend that dies right at the start, which is quite funny. But I kind of feel bad because TJ Miller is actually pretty funny in this movie. Then he dies. Okay, spoiler alert, but he dies very early on. So I like what this film does. I mean, it kills a Transformer. It kills a major Transformer and it kills a major human very early on. So this film is not really pulling any punches. It gets straight into it and it shows, you know, the stakes are real. You know, we're not afraid to kill off people that you've known or that you've not even met before, like TJ Miller's character, because the Transformer that gets killed, if I've mentioned that TJ Miller dies, I'm pretty sure the Transformer gets killed earlier. Ratchet, okay, Ratchet from the main trilogy, he gets killed early on and it's kind of sad because that's it that's it gone like we've seen these characters for three movies and now a main character like ratchet dead right gone but i like what this film does in terms of progressing the transformers story forwards it's a bit ropey it's a bit rough around the edges still because it's set in the aftermath of the battle of chicago but for some reason some transformers are exiled but some of them are working for the government but some of them are tracking other ones and it just seems a bit messy because we see optimus prime get found out and get discovered but then all of a sudden the rest of the transformers are they just hanging out in texas exactly where he is because they meet up but where were they before like where were they hiding it just seems a bit odd to me that all of a sudden they're driving through the middle of the desert and then everybody's there, way everybody's there, brilliant, these new characters, where the f*** did they come from, who are they, what is going on? I like the new designs of them, I, yeah, okay, I do like them, I like the new truck design that Optimus has got, and he looks different compared to the first three movies, which is decent. I like the fact that there's a new Transformer, I do not know his name, but he's some sort of f- samurai transformer which is dope and he can turn into a bugatti and a helicopter so we've never seen that before okay we've not seen transformers for the good guys at least we've not seen autobots that can have multiple forms and we've not seen them really i I can't remember any off the top of my head that can fly like they're all just cars but in this one you've got that helicopter granted that's it there's nobody else that can fly there's nobody else that can do anything cool there's some dino transformers at the end of it which is decent 
So I like that, and I like Mark Wahlberg at the centre of it. I think I prefer Mark to Shia LaBeouf in the first three films because I just prefer Mark Wahlberg as an actor, and I think he's more commanding of the screen, and yeah, he's dumb, and he's got some stupid lines to say. His character arc is whack. He's a protective dad, but he's an absolute lunatic. Right? He's unhinged at times, but I kind of like that because that's kind of how I imagine him to be outside of this world and outside of this film anyway, so it just feels like he's playing himself which is kind of hilarious. You've also got Kelsey Grammer in this, who I really like Kelsey Grammer anyway, but I think he's good in this as the villain. But then again, why have we actually got a, you know, human villain? I would much rather see a stronger Transformer villain, which we kind of get in the form of this new guy, Lockdown, who looks great. He's got some cool-ass gun designs, and he turned into a Lamborghini Aventador, which is the perfect bad guy car because it looks haunting, but it's beautiful at the same time. Then we've got Stanley Tucci is in this too, and Stanley Tucci is also in the next movie, but he is f***ing atrocious in the next one. I do, however, like him in this one. Okay, he's funny, he's got a bit of comic relief to him. I'm pretty sure he is on every drug imaginable for half of it, but it's kind of selling it well because this film is crazy, the situations that occur are crazy, it makes sense that this guy would be off his head, so I like that, I like him in it. Everything else, I can't really think of anything else that I like, particularly, I can tolerate a lot of it, I think the action is good, the CGI is great, the Dinobot things are really cool. Uh, the music, again, okay, very similar to the last two movies, I mean, it feels like the music ever since the first one, I like them, don't get me wrong, I like the main themes in the second and third movie, and in this one to an extent, but ever since that first movie, they've just reused the same bits of music over and over again. So in this one, Imagine Dragons, they have a credit, they have additional music by Imagine Dragons. So it seems to play their song over and over again, which kind of works because it's a good song and it works perfectly in the grand scheme of things of a Transformers film, but at the same time, it gets so repetitive, it's a joke. But apart from that, I think the script is better than the third movie, but it's still by no means good. It's nowhere near as good as the likes of Pain and Gain, but it is significantly better than Transformers Dark of the Moon, 100%. I think it might be slightly funnier, and I think the execution of you know, funny moments is kind of better. Still a lot of questionable moments. I mean, it's 2 hours 45 minutes for starters. Why? Like, there is no need for it to be that long. See, there's not really that many scenes when you think about it, but it manages to stretch out into a borderline three-hour movie. How is it almost three hours? How the f*** is that possible? It's entertaining, like, it keeps you hooked, I will give it that. And it doesn't really feel like three hours, but at the same time, it's almost that long. How? Why? What is going on? Also, I feel like they are really dumbing it down for a Western audience because at one point they go to Beijing, where the main headquarters for this new... Transformers lab is and what I like about this film is the new Decepticons are not like what we've seen before So they're different because they have sort of a nanotech vibe to them They can shift their particles rather than just transform like a regular transformer now don't get me wrong I do like the classic That sort of transformer vibe, you know, but I've got to admit these new Decepticons look cool as f 
All right, they are so interesting and exciting because the way the particles just shift about and they can move so fluidly, it's different. And it's like I said, it's taking the franchise a step in the right direction, in my opinion. Yeah, I can agree. It still doesn't feel like it's, you know, capturing what we love about the first Transformers. But compared to the last two films, I do think it's my favorite since the first one. So it deserves a little bit, a tiny, tiny little bit of credit. But they go to Beijing at one point where the headquarters are, I believe. I mean, it says Beijing, but then it says they go to the headquarters quarters but you don't actually know if that is in Beijing or if it's in a different location because the next main attack happens in Hong Kong and they arrive in Hong Kong like in a matter of minutes I had to google it I paused the movie at one point and I went onto google maps and I put in directions from Beijing to Hong Kong and nothing came up all right it was too long a journey so I changed Hong Kong to a city just slightly north of Hong Kong and it said it would take about 23 hours to drive there from Beijing how the f to the humans the humans are right they get there so quickly the transformers are the slow coaches oh and by the way optimus prime has just hidden the fact that he can rocket boost everywhere he's got jetpacks in his boots now he doesn't use until the last scene like what is going on so why does it take the transformers a reasonable amount of time to get to Beijing? well still well, okay still way too quick to get to hong kong from beijing but it takes the humans a matter of minutes it makes zero sense to me because they are not right next to each other, but I feel like audiences watching this at the cinema, they weren't going to care because they probably didn't know and they thought, oh, that makes sense because Beijing must be close to Hong Kong. China's not that big a place. It is. It's a big place. It takes 23 hours at least. So, yeah, that was a bit odd. But apart from that, I only wrote down a few other things, which is surprising because I was just kind of not enjoying it. I, I was kind of enjoying it, I think. I was just... I'm tolerating it, but there's one shot, okay, there's two main shots that I wrote down because they have issues in them, right, every single shot of Mark Wahlberg looks different, and I don't know what's going on, it felt like my eyes were playing tricks on me, and I don't know whether it's just bad continuity and whether they shot it over multiple months and just used different shots from different takes, but every single shot of Mark Wahlberg looks different to the previous shot. However, there is one shot of Bumblebee when he transforms into the classic Bumblebee Camaro look that we know and love. And it shows Jack Raynor and Nicola Peltz in the car. But it's clearly stunt doubles because Jack Raynor does not look anything like Jack Raynor. The stunt double looks about 20 years older, but I, I don't know why they've used a stunt double in that scene because nothing major happens. But I guess that's safety protocols in case somebody gets blown up in a car. I don't no, but it's definitely not Jack Rayner. Then I wrote down something that Stanley Tucci says towards the end. They're driving backwards away from this massive cluster of explosions and they're telling people to get out of the way. He's like, get out of the way, get out of the way. And then he just says to the driver, just hit them, just hit them, which I thought was pretty funny. He does have some funny moments and, you know, telling someone to just drive over the humans. I thought that was entertaining because the humans in a film like this we do not care for them did get to a point where it feels like they completely forget about transformers and there's at least a 10 minute period where we just see the humans right we just see a car chase with the humans and a motorbike chase we see a human fight sequence where are the transformers where are they what are they doing i don't know but then the very last thing i wrote down because this baffled me okay this absolutely baffled me there's a shot near the end, it's right near the end, it's in the last fight sequence between Optimus Prime, Lockdown, and Cade Yeager, for some reason he's there. And he's got this alien gun in his hand and he's getting behind cover, and you see him get behind cover and there's nobody there. Alright, it's just him. 
Lockdown destroys that cover and it cuts to a shot of behind that blockade with Kade Yeager taking cover from the explosion and there's a guy next to him getting blown up. Who is it? Who honestly is it? I don't know if it's a stunt performer. I don't know if it's a camera operator. I don't know if it's Michael Bay himself. Somebody is getting blown up, but who is it? It's just a member of the crew. Why? What is going on? This film is so lazy. I feel like because this happened so late in the film, they really just didn't give a sh you know, they got to the end of it and they were like, yeah, let's just not edit the last 10 minutes of this film. Who cares if there's any mistakes? There's a big mistake. There is somebody there that shouldn't be there. Who the f*** is it? Who is it? I just wrote down, random guy next to Cade. Who is he? Oh, I'm going to say that it's Michael Bay. I'm just going to say that because I don't know who it is. I don't know. Oh, it's confusing as hell. But yeah, that's what this film is. Uh, it's crazy. It's nonsense. But it's kind of very entertaining. So... If I had to give it a Michael Bay, Bayham ranking, I'd say it's one of the most explosive films. I mean, Hong Kong basically gets destroyed, and they also destroy Chicago once again. Oh, there's another continuity error. When they are on the... How do I best describe it? They're on these, like, tightrope wire things off the main enemy ship, and demon dogs are coming after them. In one shot, they're there. In the next shot, they've disappeared. In the next shot, they're back again. In the next shot, they've gone again. Like, continuity, people. What the f***? is going on like what is actually happening in this film i mean this had a huge budget of 210 million dollars you'd think they'd pay better attention to continuity and to editing in a film like this but no apparently not so what the hell anyway bayham ranking 738 out of 841 all right it's huge it's massive i will admit that but yeah i i i, I do kind of like it i don't know why but with that, Transformers Age of Extinction, I do feel like I lost brain cells watching it. There's a shit ton of product placement towards the end of it. I like the ending, but at the same time, it seems to just go completely off the rails in that last act. So I don't know whether it's genius or painful. It's a bit of both. A bit of both. There's some fun to be had with it, um, but overall, it's a mess. It's a complete mess but i do enjoy it i will give it that so with that i have been kieran and i shall speak to you in the next episode of you can't handle the truth